right, welcome to Wiley Reads, Season 1, Episode 2, Part 2 of The Little Mermaid by Hans Christian Andersen. At the end of Part 1, Ariel had just rescued Prince Eric, although they're not named. They're not named here. It's just the mermaid and the prince. So we shall never know if in the story the character's name was actually Prince Eric. Yeah, but we know from the Disney cartoon... And it seems to follow the Disney cartoon a little bit, you know? It's not completely different. Um, There's no grandmother character in the Disney cartoon, and she seems to be pretty central to the Hans Christian Andersen version, so that's an interesting difference. Um, Other than that... um, All right, so we're going to get started right now. If you guys have a copy... Uh, of the book in your hands right now or on a computer then go to uh, find the page where it says but he did not smile at her that is where we are that is where we are continuing if you have the same exact book that I have it's on page 60 so let's go but he did not smile at her for he did not even know that that she had saved him. She felt very unhappy, and when they led and when they led him away to the big building, she dived sadly down into the water and returned to her father's palace. She had always been quiet and wistful, and now she became much more so. Her sisters asked her what she had seen on on her first visit up to the surface, but she would know not not tell them a thing. But she would not tell them a thing. Many evenings and many mornings, she revisited the spot where she had left the prince. She saw fruit in the garden. She saw the fruit in the garden ripened and <clears throat> and harvested, and she saw the snow on the high mountain melted away. But she did not see the prince. So each time she came, so each time she came home sadder than she had left. <sighs> It was her one consolation to sit in her little garden and to throw her arms about in the beautiful about the beautiful marble statue that looked so much like the prince but she took no care of her flowers now they overgrew the paths until the palace was a wilderness and their long stalks and leaves became so entangled in the branches of the tree that it cast a gloomy shade finally we Finally, she couldn't hear, she couldn't bear it any longer. She told her secret to one of her sisters. Immediately, all the sisters heard about it. No one, no one else knew, except a few more mermaids who told no, who told no one, except, except their most immediate friends. One of these friends knew who the prince was. She too had seen the birthday celebration on the ship. She knew where she had. He came from and where his kingdom was. Come, little sister, said, said the other princesses. Arm in arm, they rose from the water in a long row. Right, right in front of where they knew the prince's palace stood. <coughs> it was built of pale, glistening golden stone with great marble staircases one of which led down to the sea. Magnificent 
Magnificent gilt domes rose above the roof, and between the pillars all around the building were marble statues that looked most lifelike, though the clear glass of the lofty windows one could see into the splendid halls with their costly silk hangings and tapestries and walls. Tapestries. Tapestries and walls covered with paintings that were delightful to behold. In the center of the main hall, a large fountain played its columns of spray up into the glass-domed roof through the sun, through, through which the sun shone on the water <clears throat> and upon the lovely plants that grew in the big basin. Now that she knew where he lived, many an evening and many a night she spent there in the sea. She swam much closer to shore than any of her sisters would dare venture, and and she went and she went far up a narrow stream under the splendid marble balcony that cast its long shadow in the water. Here she used to sit and watch the young prince when he thought himself quite alone in the bright moonlight. Stalker. True. <laughs> Go ahead. It's very weird how this mermaid is stalking the prince. I mean, like, if she gets caught, she, she could be burned at the stake. Burned at the stake? I mean, like, this appears to be the time where that could happen. Oh. Because... <clears throat> 1837, yeah. Did you know that back in the time, back in the day, people believed that there were these creatures called sirens that sang a song to sailors, and then uh, the siren would lure the sailors over to it, and then the siren would climb aboard their ship and eat them. Eat them? Yes. All right, that's a nice aside. Wiley, you want to take a drink? Yes. Drink break. All right, continue. Okay. I'm finding where I was. On many evenings, she saw him sail out in his fine boat. On many evenings, she saw him sail out on his fine boat with music playing and flags aflutter. She she would peep out through the th- through the green rushes, and it and if the wind blew her long silver veil, anyone who saw it mistook it for a swan spreading its wings. On many nights, she she saw the fishermen come out come out to sea with their torches. And heard them tell about how kind the young prince was. This made her proud to think that she was that it was she that it was she who who had saved his life when he when he uh, uh, when when he was buffeted about was buffeted about half dead among the waves, and she thought of how. Softly, his head had rested on her breast, and how tenderly she had kissed him. <clears throat> thought she knew, thought though though she knew nothing. Though he, though he knew nothing of all of all this, nor he could dream of it. 
Increasingly, she grew to like human beings, and more and more, she longed to live among them. Their, their world seemed so much wider than her own, for they could skim over the sea in, in ships and mount, on, and mount into lofty peaks high over the clouds, and their lands and their land stretched out in the woods and fields in fields farther than i than the eye could see there was so much that she wanted to know her sisters could not answer all her questions so she, so she asked asked her old grandmother who knew about the upper world <clears throat> which which was at which was what she said was the right name for the countries above the sea. If men aren't drowned, the little mermaid asked, where do they live forever? Do they live on forever? Do they live on forever? They don't die. Don't they? Don't they die as we do down here in the sea? Yes, the old lady said. They too must die, and their lifetimes are even shorter than ours. We can live to be 300 years old, but when we perish, we turn, we turn into mere foam on the sea. Mm. So that's what that foam is. It's mermaids. Dead mermaids rotting on the beach. How do mermaids reproduce if they're only females? <laughs> no, there's mermen. Her dad is King Triton. He's a merman. Let's not think about that too much. Let's continue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, lived to be 300 years old, but when we perish, we're foam on the sea. And? And haven't even... A grave. And haven't even a grave down here <clears throat> among our dear ones. And we have no immortal soul, no... No life hereafter. We're like the green seaweed. Once cut down, it never grows again. Human beings, on the, on the contrary, have a soul that lives forever, long after their bodies have turned to clay. It rises through thin air up to the shining stars, just as we rise through the water to see the lands on earth. So, so men rise up to the beautiful places unknown, which we shall never see. Why weren't we given an immortal soul, the little mermaid s sadly asked. I would gladly give up my 300 years if I could be a human being only for a day and later share in that heaven and later share in that heavenly realm. If you have our book, turn the page. Oh, by the way, we got our copy at Costco. It's a green leather-bound copy of Hans Christian Andersen Tales. But in the show notes, I have linked a free online version that you can print out because it is in the public domain. Um, or you can get a pretty leather-bound or hard-bound copy on Amazon with original illustrations. Continue. You must not think about that, said the old lady. We fare much more hap happily and are much more better off than the folk up there. Much better off than the folk up there. That's what I said. Okay. Then I must also die and float as foam upon the sea. 
not hearing not hearing the music of the waves and seeing neither the beautiful flowers over the red sun i can't do anything at all to win an immortal can't soul can't i do anything at all can't i do anything at all to win an immortal soul no her grandmother answered not unless a human being loved you so much that you meant more to him than his father and his mother if if his every thought and his whole heart cleaved to you so that he would let a priest join his right hand to yours and and would promise to to be to promise to be faithful here and throughout all eternity then his soul would dwell in your body and you would share in the happy and you would share in the happiness of mankind he would give you a soul <clears throat> and yet keep his own but that can never come to pass the very thing is is your greatest beauty here in the sea your fishtail you would you would your fishtail would be considered ugly on land they have so much poor taste that they that to be thought beautiful you have to have two awkward props that they call legs the little mermaid sighed and looked unhappily at her fishtail come on let us be gay <laughs> i probably just made a young kid cry <laughs> come let us be gay the old lady said let us let us leap and bound throughout the 300 years that we have to live surely that is no time to that is time surely that is time and no time and to spare and afterwards we shall be glad enough to rest in our graves and we are holding a court ball this evening this was this was much more glorious this was a much more glorious affair than any than is ever than is ever to be seen on earth the walls and the ceiling of the great ballroom were made of massive but transparent glass many hundreds of hues rose red and grass green shells stood on each side of the rose with blue flames that burned in each shell illuminating the whole room and shining through the the walls so clearly that it was quite bright in the sea outside you could see the countless fish great and small swimming toward the glass walls on some of them the scales gleamed purplish red while the others were silver and gold across the floor ran the hall the floor of the <clears> hall ran across the floor of the hall ran a wide stream of water and up upon this the mermaids and mermen danced to danced to their own and tracing songs see there's mermaids and mermen hmm fact oh Man. <sighs> Such beautiful voices are not to be heard among among the people who live on land. The little mermaid sang more sweetly <clears throat> than anyone else and happily applauded her. And everyone. And everyone applauded her. For a moment her heart was happy. because she knew that she, that she had the loveliest voice of all but in the sea or on the land 
in the sea or on the land, but her thoughts soon strayed to the world up above. She could, she could not forget the charming prince, nor her sorrow that she did not have an immortal soul like this. Therefore, like his. Like his. Therefore, she stole, she stole out her father's palace. He stole out of her father's palace, and while everything there was, was song and gladness, she sat sadly in her own little garden. Then she heard a bugle call through the water, and then she thought, that must mean he is sailing up there. He whom I love more than my father or my mother, he, he of whom I am always thinking, and and in whose hands I am so willingly trust my lifelong happiness. I dare to do anything to win and to gain his immortal soul. While my sisters are- I, I dare do anything to win him and to gain an immortal soul. Some of the sentence structure is a little old fashioned and awkward. While my sisters are dancing here in my father's palace, I shall visit the sea which of, who I, of, of whom I have always been so afraid. Perhaps she will be able to advise me and to help me. Sea witch. Oh no. Oh no. Dun, dun, dun. The little mermaid set out her garden toward the whirlpools that raged in front of the witch's dwelling. She had never gone, she had never gone that way before. No flowers grew there nor any seaweed. Barren gray, the sands extended to the whirlpools like, like the roaring wind, like the roaring mill wheels. <clears throat> the waters whirled and snatched everything and snatched everything within, within their reach down to the bottom of the sea. Between these, between T tumultuous. Tumultuous. Tumultuous, 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 tumultuous whirlpools. She had, she had to thread her way to the reach of the witch's waters, and then for a long stretch, she could. The only trail lay through a hot seeming mire, with which the witch, which the witch called her, peat marsh. Beyond it, her house lay in the middle of a weird forest where all the trees were shrubs and, and polyps, half animal, half animal and half plant. They looked like 300, th they looked like hundred headed snakes growing out of the soil. And all of their branches were long slimy arms with fingers like wiggling worms. They squirmed joint by joint and their, and their roots to their, and their roots from to their, their, from their roots. From their roots to their to their most outermost. to their outermost tentacles, and whatever they could could lay could lay hold off, they twined they twined around and never let go. The little mermaid was terrified, and she nearly turned back. But then she remembered the prince and the souls that men have, and she summoned upon her courage. And she summoned her courage. She. She bound her long, her, her long flowing locks closely 
around her head so the polyps could not catch hold of them. She folded her arms across her breast and darted through the water like a fish. And among, and among the slimy polyps that stretched, that stretched out their writhing arms and fingers to seize her, but saw that every one of them held something that it had caught with, with, with its hundreds of little tentacles, as to which it clung with the, with the strong hoops of steel, the white bones of men who had perished at sea and sunk to these depths could be seen in the polyps' arms, Sh ships' ru rudders and seamen's chests, and the skeletons of land animals had also fallen in their, into their clutches. But the most ghastly sight of all was the little, was, of all was a little mermaid whom they had caught and strangled. What? Okay, we had we have just hit the twenty minute mark. We so. take a drink. We're gonna take a quick drink and then we will continue. Ten minutes left, people. Yep. I added a little mark and we can put in like a sponsored segment so Wiley can start to pay for his college. <laughs> we'll insert a little ad there. If you did get an ad, we are uh, very sorry. We are just trying to make money. <laughs> no, we're not sorry. <laughs> we're trying to pay for college. Yes, we are. We want, we want these little children to get education. Yes. All right. She reached a large muddy clearing in the forest where big fat water snakes slithered about, showing her full there. Showing their full yellowish foul. belly, foul, foul yellowish bellies in the middle, <clears throat> in in the middle of this clearing was a house built of the bones of a shipwreck, of shipwreck, of shipwrecked men, and there was, and there sat the sea witch, letting a toad eat out of her mouth just as we might feed sugar to a little canary bird. She called the ugly fat water snakes <clears throat> her, her little chickabees and, then, and, and let them crawl and sprawl about her spongy bo bosom. 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 I know exactly what you want, said the sea witch. It is very foolish of you, but... But just, but just the same, you shall have your way. For it, I'll, I will bring you to the. To, for it will bring you. For it will bring you grief. My, my proud princess, you want to get rid of your fishtail and have two props instead, so that you can walk about like a human creature, and have the young prince fall in love with you, and win him, and be an immortal soul beside. Besides, at this, the witch gave such a loud crackling laugh at the toad, and the snakes were shaken to the ground, and where they lay writhing. You are just in time, said the witch. After the sun comes up tomorrow, a whole year would have to go by before I could be of any help to you.
hang, hang on. Okay, go, go, go. You are just in time, said the witch. You are just in time, said the witch. After the sun comes up tomorrow, a whole year will have to go by before I could be of any help to you. I shall compound you a, a draw. A draw. Where is it? Where are you? A draft. A, I shall compound you a draft. And before sunshine, you must swim. Sunrise. And before. And. It's okay. And before sunrise, you must swim to the shore with. You must swim to the shore with it. Seat yourself on. Seat yourself on dry land and drink the, the draft down. Then your tail will divide and shrink until it becomes what the people call a pair of shapely legs. What but it will on earth call a pair. But it will hurt. It'll feel as a sharp sword slashed through you. But everyone who see, everyone who sees you will say that you are the most great, grateful, graceful. graceful. I <laughs> keep going graceful human being they have ever laid eyes on for you for you will keep your gliding movement and no dancer will be able to tread as lightly as you but every step you take you will feel as if you are treading upon knife blades so sharp that blood must must flow yikes i am willing to help you but you are but are you willing to suffer all of this yes the little mermaid said in a trembling voice as she thought of the prince <clears throat> and getting a human soul. Remember, said the witch, you have, you have once taken a, once you have once you have taken a human form, you can never be a mermaid ever again. You can never come back through the waters to your sisters or your father's place and palace. If, palace. And if you do not win the love of the prince so completely that for your sake he forgets his father and mother. Cleaves you to his every thought. Cleaves to you with his every thought. Cleaves to you with his every thought. <clears throat> and his whole heart. And lets the priest join join your hands in marriage. Then you will win the very... You'll then, win no. Then you will win no immortal soul. And if you marry someone else, your heart will break on the very next morning. And you will become foam in the sea. Yes. Foam of the sea. I shall take that risk," said the Little Mermaid, as she turned as pale as death. Oh. Nothing about her voice, though. This is interesting. Does it? Does oh? Does this happen? Oh no! Here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. Also, you will have to pay me," said the witch. And it is no trifling price that I am asking. You have the sweetest voice of anyone down here at the bottom of the sea. And while I and while I don't doubt that you would like to captivate the prince with it, you must give this voice to me, <laughs> and I will take the very best thing that you have in return for my sovereign draft. I must pour my own blood in it to make the drink as sharp as a two-edged sword. But if you take my voice, the little mermaid said, what will be left of me? Your lovely form, the witch told her, your gliding movements and your <clears throat> eloquent eyes. With these, you can easily enchant a human heart. Well, have you lost your courage? Stick out your little tongue and I shall cut it off. Mm. <clears throat> I'll have my price and you shall have the potent draft. 
Go ahead, said the little said the little mermaid. The witch hung her cauldron over the flames to brew the draft. Cleanliness is a good thing, she said. She tied her snakes in a knot and 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 scoured out the pot with them. Then she pricked herself in the in the chest and let her black blood splash into the cauldron. Steam swirled up from it in such ghastly shapes that any one of anyone would have been terrified by them. The witch constantly threw new ingredients into the cauldron, cauldron, and and it started to boil with a sound that with a sound like that of a crocodile shedding tears. When the, when the draft was ready at last, it looked as clear as the purest water. There's your draft, said the witch, and then she cut off the tongue of the little mermaid, who was, who was now dumb and could, neither, and could neither sing nor talk. That's terrible. Well, is she going to bleed? Guess not. Maybe, maybe the knife that she used was um, hot and she cauterized. That's disgusting. Okay, let's keep going. If the polyp should pounce on you when you walk back through my wood, just spill a drop of this new brew on them and their tentacles will break in a thousand pieces. But there was no need of that, for the polyps curled up in terror as soon as they saw the the bright draft. (sighs) It glittered in the little mermaid's hand as if it were a shining star. So, she, so soon she traversed the forest, the marsh, in the place of raging whirlpools. She could see her father's palace. In the lights, the lights had been snuffed out in the great ballroom. The doubtless and doubtless and doubtless everyone in the palace was asleep. But she dared not go near them. Now she was a stricken. Now that. now that she was stricken dumb, and she was and was and was leaving her home forever. Her heart felt as if it would break with grief. In the home stretch, Wiley. She tiptoed into the garden, took one flower from each of her sister's little little plots. <clears throat> blew a thousand kisses towards the palace and then mounted up through the dark blue sea. The sun had not yet risen when she saw the prince's palace. And as she climbed up his splendid marble statue, Staircase. Staircase. The moon was shining clear. The little mermaid swallowed the bitter fiery... Fiery. The bitter fiery draft. And I... And as if it was it a two, it was as if a two-edged sword had struck her frail body. She she swooned away, and 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 lay there as if she were dead. When the sun rose over the sea, she awoke and felt a flash of pain. But directly in front of her stood the handsome young prince, <gasps> gazing at her with his coal black eyes. What? Lowering her, lowering her gaze, she saw that her fish tail was gone and that she had the loveliest pair of white legs any young maid could hope to have. But she was naked. So she clothed herself in her own long hair. The prince, 
asked who she was and how she came to be there. Her, her deep blue eyes looked at him tenderly, but very sadly, for she could not speak. Then he took, then he took her hand and led her into this palace. Every, every footstep felt as if she were walking on the blades and points of sharp knives, just as the witch had foretold, but she gladly endured it. The, she moved as lightly as a bubble as she walked beside the prince. <clears throat> he and all who, who, marveled, who marveled at the gaze of her gliding walk. He and all who saw her marveled. That's what I said. Okay. Once clad in the rich silk and muslin gar- garments that were provided for her, she was the loveliest person in in all the palace. Though though she was dumb and could neither sing or speak, beautiful slaves attired and attired in parents. One of one of them attired in silk and gold. Attired in silk and cloth of gold came to sing before the prince and his royal parents one of them sang more sweetly than all sweetly than all the others and when the prince smiled at her and clapped his hands the little mermaid felt very unhappy for she knew that herself used to sing much more sweetly okay we can stop right there um that is going to be um, part two of The Little Mermaid. We should be able to finish this in one more part. And I also wanted to mention that the illustrations that I'm posting on uh, Spotify are um, original artwork artificially generated by um, an artificial intelligence generator that I've been using and playing with, and that's so much fun. But I hope you enjoy the artwork um, that uh, is inspired by The Little Mermaid by Hans Christian Andersen. So, anything else you want to say? I have heard that one of you has uh, did not like the song that was playing in the background, so I hope we can remove that. Or, or, or at least or, lower the level. Or, I, yeah, or make that uh, lighter. Because I really do like the music in the background. But um, we'll see what we can do. Yeah, I hope you enjoy the next episode, and I hope you enjoyed this one. I would be very happy to see you on the next episode, or at least know that you're here because you watched this. Um, and I'd also like to thank you for uh, pretty much everything else, if you're hearing this. For supporting your education? Yes. Yes, thank you. And if you're a little kid who's listening to this, I hope you get, I hope you get, if you're a kid who's listening to this, I hope you get into sixth grade and don't have to, like, learn every single subject again. (laughs) All right. Because that would be horrible, and I don't want that for you. Yeah. If we can help anybody, that'd be great. But in the meantime, we're doing our reading homework and making a fun podcast out of it. Okay, that's about it for now. If it is currently your bedtime, take a sip of water, turn off your phone, and go to bed. Go to bed now. Yes, get your rest. It's important. Okay, goodbye. Goodbye.